God, give me the word for Sunday morning, you know. And, and uh, as you preachers know, the sooner God gives us the word, the better off we are because we don't worry ourselves to death. Amen. And uh, I, mean, I guess the worry ain't the word for it, but uh, God just hadn't gave me nothing even though it's last night. And I thought, well, Lord, what's going on? I knew something was. And uh, sure enough, uh, we're going to probably be leaving here about 1130. But before we get into it, I want to thank all of you. Was last Sunday not awesome? Did we not have an awesome 15-year reunion last week? Hey, and was the food delicious? Oh, I'm telling you what, that was good. I ate on it for two or three days. Amen. Praise the Lord. But I thank God for all of you. Y'all done such a wonderful job, and and uh, it was just, it couldn't have been no better. And I praise the Lord. Amen for all of you. Turn in your Bibles with me. I, I've got, the only thing I've had on my heart, I came up and I asked Ryan and, and worship and praise. I said, we've got to pray. And I told Brother Terry, I, I didn't know what I'd do. I said, Brother Terry, he said, I, I don't expect you to leave church and come, but, you know, right after I hang up, God starts speaking to me. God said, you've got to go. said, that family needs you more than the church does this morning. And so then he got to deal with me, and, and, and right here is what Holy Ghost spoke to What's it going to take? What's it going to take? And God told me to ask everybody sitting under the sound of my voice this morning, what's it going to take? For you to become what God will truly have you to be. Now, you may be sitting here this morning, and you've never truly been washed in the blood of Jesus. I don't know. I don't know your hearts. I don't know your lives. But I just know God wants me to ask you, what's it going to take for you to get where God would have you to be? You know, I've seen times, Brother Rayburn, in my life when families that we'd be talking to and, and, and uh, counseling with maybe, but it would take a death in the family even. Sometimes it takes a person getting all the way down to where they're laying flat or they're black, and the only way they can look is up. That's not where we need to be. Sometimes it takes going to jail, don't it, brother? Amen. We don't never know what it's going to take in our lives for God to get us where we ought to be. But see, God sent me here this morning so you can get where you need to be without having to suffer anymore for it. There's a story in the Bible in three books out of four. And uh, I'm just going to take a few minutes, and then I'm, they're going to sing, and, and uh, we're just going to worship and praise the Lord. But I know somebody needs to hear this this morning. Amen? It says over in Mark chapter 10, if you want to turn, if you want to flip over with Mark chapter 10. And this is also in Matthew 19. It's also in Luke 18. But uh, I want to read from Mark chapter 10 in verse 17. Mark chapter 10 and verse 17. Are you there? The Word of God says in verse 17, And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good Master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There's none good but one. That is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. He'd been a good kid. Sound like he went to church, don't he? Amen. 
Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. You hear that? Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, Listen, Jesus spoke my heart and said, I'm going to love on them this morning. I've prayed all week long, and I know these other folks have. And on Wednesday nights, we always tell them, pray for the Holy Ghost to show up and show out. Pray for the Holy Ghost to touch every heart and every life. Amen. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest. One thing thou lackest. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he was sad at thy saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around about and said unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his word. But Jesus answered again and saith unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? Verse 25, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. I want to tell you about the camel. And I want to tell you this. The riches was what he was holding on. That wasn't, It wasn't because of the riches because he was going to go to hell, but that was the one thing that he was holding on to. It may not be riches. It may not be a, a, anything similar to that that you're holding on to, but if you're holding on to one thing, it will keep you from being saved this morning. If you're holding on to one thing, it will keep you from being right with God this morning. Amen. And let me show you this. Over in verse 14 and 15, it said, But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said to them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Listen to this, verse 15. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. What is that saying? That's saying if you don't become as humble as a child, you can't get saved. If you don't become as humble as a child, you're not going to get your heart where it should be. Amen. Listen, the greatest soul winner that this world has ever seen could be sitting in this auditorium today. You could be sitting here and never led one soul to Jesus and fixing to be the greatest it's ever been. In one year's time, you could be traveling around the world telling people about Jesus. If you will just give in to what that one thing that's holding you back. What I want to ask you is what's it going to take? I've seen it take marriages. I've seen husbands and wives break up because of one thing, amen, going on. After a council with them, couldn't turn loose of that one thing. What's it going to take? What's it going to take? Amen. I, I want you to, uh, everybody stand. I, I, don't, I don't know. I feel led to do this. We've got to turn loose everything. If you're lost, I know the Holy Ghost is done here. The Holy Ghost is speaking. As I said Wednesday night, we asked everybody to pray that there'd be a soul saved this morning. I tell you what, every head bowed and every eye closed just for a moment. Just for a moment. I don't do this much at all. Very seldom I have you to bow your heads, close your eyes. But if you're here and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, 
If you've never been washed in the blood of Jesus, or maybe you're here and you're just not sure if you've truly been saved, would you lift your hand? Why, nobody at all is looking. Would you lift your hand and say, Pastor, please pray for me. I will not come to you. I won't embarrass you. I won't say nothing. I want you just, I want to pray for you. Would you just lift your hand and say, Preacher, pray for me. Preacher, pray for me. Would there be one? Is there any here today that would say, Pastor, I am holding on to something. I've got something going on in my life that I just can't turn loose of. And it's keeping me from serving God the way that I should. It's keeping me from doing the things for God that I should. Would there be one, lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Another, thank you for that hand. Pastor, pray for me. Thank you for that hand. God sees those hands. God sees that hand. Pray that I'll turn loose of it, Pastor, and get rid of it. Get it out of my life so I can serve him. Would there be another? Pastor, pray for me. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. That hand. Hands all over the house. God knows her heart. God knows her life. What is it going to take for you to truly get your heart and life where it should be? Is it going to take that child? Is it going to take your husband? Is it going to take your wife? Is it going to take your family? What's it going to take? Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you, Lord. Dear Jesus, we've read this scripture, Lord. And dear God, as we've asked each and every one sitting in here, Lord Jesus, Dear God, what's it going to take today, dear Lord God, for them to wake up and realize, God, that you are the way, the truth, and the life, that no man, dear any father, is going to get to heaven but through you, dear Jesus. I pray right now, Lord, reach down and touch every heart and every life as they get ready to sing, Lord. God, I know the service is different, Lord Jesus, but I pray right now, God, the time is right. I pray right now, move in a mighty way. I love you, and I praise you. Thank you for all the hands that went up. I pray, dear God, that they'll step out, and they'll come. And dear Lord Jesus, they'll lay it on this altar. Dear God, and leave it there in your hands, I pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I love you, and I thank you, and I praise you. In Christ's name, I pray. Amen and amen. Y'all sing a song, son, please. This altar's open. If you got a need, please come. Please. One second, son, I'm sorry. Right here's what I wrote down. we got to get right, live right, stay right, and die right. What's it going to take for you to get right, live right, stay right, and die right? What's it going to take for you to be what God would have you to be? I've been preaching for years. God's building an army here. And God's going to take you and use you in a mighty way. You say, me, preacher? Yes, you. God is wanting to use you in a mighty, mighty way. Out here. Not inside here. Out there. At the grocery stores, at Walmart. Amen. God is wanting to use you at the schools. Young folks, God is wanting you to be a witness. He's looking for folks to stand up and be strange, be peculiar. That's you. There's folks standing here right now fighting the Holy Ghost, telling you to come get in this altar. You're fighting him. Don't fight him. What did the scripture say? Jesus loved on the rich young ruler. He's loving on you right now, saying, come. He's saying, come. As they sing, come. Would you come? While these are praying, please come. Mind the Holy Ghost this morning. Um, this morning. Um, this week, I uh, spent all my week in Birmingham and uh, with an old boss of mine. And um, I, was, I was speaking with him. 
during part of that time, and and uh, he began to tell me a story. He said, because it started, Ryan, Lord gave me a message over lunch, and he began to share this story, and boy, it really impacted me, so I want to share it just briefly with you. First, I want to say in reading Jonah, and in the first chapter, it says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son, and I can't see it, I ain't got glasses, but anyway, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. What did he say right there in the beginning of that second verse? He said, Arise, and what? So the story, as I began to sit there, as he began to talk to me, he said, uh, Ryan, he said, I had to leave yesterday early. He said, I got a phone call that my one of my nephews had had a pretty bad car wreck. He said, he's going around some pretty winding curves, and he went straight off one of the edges of the curves, pretty good drop. He showed me a picture of his truck. He had a dually, and you couldn't even see the top of the cab. I think he come out with maybe a broke couple broke uh, a broke arm or something. Had his back just a little bit messed up, but he was gonna be just fine. And he said uh, this very thing, and boy, it hit me pretty hard. He said, um, "I was sitting there, and the Lord got to dealing with me." He said, "I learned in that story that the only thing that kept my nephew from probably losing his life." was a tree he said that there was a tree right beside the edge of a 50 foot drop that his truck that stopped his truck he said and the Lord said this to him he said I planted that tree for a purpose you know the Bible says that God is the beginning and the end. The Alpha and the Omega. He knows your name. Some may think it's silly, but God's got a plan for your life. I believe the Lord's seen down through time and said that young man's going to need help. Over in the ver- first chapter of Psalms, it talks about a tree. Planted by the water. Listen to me this morning. I truly believe that God had a purpose for that tree. This morning, God's got a story. Are you serving your purpose this morning? About the story I just read, it said, where God told Jonah. He said, arise and go. God's called every individual that's ever been created to be a witness for him. Think about that. And his daddy said a while ago, and I've heard him say it time and time again, but it made me think of this story. He said, there could be the greatest soul winner sitting in this room that's ever lived. There could be a the next Billy Graham sitting in this room. <laughs> there could be somebody sitting in this room 
that reaches this community in a way that nobody ever has. You see, we got to get tapped into what God's plan is. But if we don't do the very thing that your pastor asked you this morning and let go of that one thing that's kept you from doing what God's plan is. You see, I spoke to a great friend this week and as I was in Birmingham through text and he, he said, I just really want to do this, really want to do this, really want to do this. And I said, listen, I'm thankful that you're trying so hard, but ask God, what does he want? What does God desire in your life? Because it may be over, it may be cleaning toilets the local facility but if you're lined up sitting right where God wants you to be you'll be so blessed and joy will overflow in your life money may not be coming in like you like for it too but it'll be exactly where God wants you just be still and know that he's God be patient amen wait on the Lord the Bible said for us to go I don't believe when he said be still and know that means to stand there and just say well I'll do it There's a work for us to do. Think about yourself this morning. My goodness, and I don't want to get on this story, but I got to share it with a teammate of mine on the way home from Birmingham. And I've shared it with you over and over and over, but the stories, and I got to thinking about how blessed I've been to have great grandparents in my life. And even though my mom and dad loved me unconditionally and they taught me the way of the Lord, there was one voice that stuck out in my heart and my mind, it was my granny's. When I was growing up, when I was about 18 to 21, living in a life of sin, guess what? One voice stuck out in my heart. You want to know why it was? Because it was the love of God that kept pouring out of her. There's people in your life this morning, there's people in your life today that you're trying to reach. And you say, I don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. You may be sitting here this morning saying, I don't understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. There's somebody, there's a granny in your life. It's poured into you. It may be your pastor. It may be this worship team. It may be the one sitting beside you. I want to encourage you this morning, as the scripture said, and told Jonah, arise and go. I want to encourage you to be that granny this morning. Not to point your finger and say, I can't believe you. I can't believe you. But I love you. Come here and let me make you something to eat. Sit down here and let me love on you. Like Jesus loved me when he put his hands and feet on a cross. Yeah. And they were nailed to an old rugged tree. Yeah. Let me only give him myself like he gave himself for me. Yeah. Think about this this morning. I'm going to ask sister to sing this song. Won't you listen this morning? Hang on, sister. I want to sing this song. And then when we sing this song, please don't hold on to what you got. Let go of that very thing. You may have been battling that this week. This very week, you may have been battling that this week. Quit holding on to it. This is the perfect place. People of this church, if somebody comes and prays, we ought to be in the altar with them. You know why? Because we've been there. I've been there. I look back at what God brought me from and how he saved me and how he changed me. How he resurrected my soul and how he gave me new life, Brother Rayburn. How he didn't have to do those things, but yet he came to where I was. He said, I love you, son, and I'm here for you. Think about that this morning. And he's here today. He's wanting to help you today. As we sing this song, listen to it. He's good to us. He's good to us. Think about how good he's been to you.